The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, we look into the unique relationship between oxygen, vitamin C, and cancer patients. You won't want to miss this. Plus, we'll tell you what's happening around town and give you a chance to win a $100 gift card. So listen carefully to the code word this week. First up, it's time to breathe deeply and discuss how oxygen therapy can help cancer patients. Dr. Donald Jolly Gabriel has been practicing hyperbaric medicine for over 30 years, including 15 years at the London Hyperbaric Oxygen Institute, and has studied in London, Aberdeen, Scotland, and here in California. He is an expert in the application of hyperbaric oxygen therapy and has even worked with Mother Teresa in Calcutta and in Mexico. And it is my pleasure to welcome him back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Dr. Jolly, how are you? Well, I'm greater this time than I was the last time I saw you. Oh, well, that's good And I was good great news. then, too. <laughs> well, that's even better. Yes. <laughs> good news. Well, why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to this show's topic? Well, my mission hasn't changed much from show to show and from day to day. Uh, I'm a missionary, and my mission is to promote the use of oxygen. Oxygen is, as you may know, a drug. It has been declared a drug by the FDA, and since it's manufactured by God Mm -hmm. and declared a drug by the FDA, I figure that we should really promulgate news about oxygen so everybody can get the benefit of this drug in its free state before they get sick enough to have to buy it. (laughs) Good point. Yes. (laughs) Get on the bandwagon, right? So it's about teaching. That's my mission. Excellent. Well, today we're going to teach everybody about uh, how oxygen therapy can work with cancer patients. So first of all, if you didn't know, and uh, Dr. Jolly, I want us—I wanted to talk about what exactly is oxygen therapy? Well, oxygen therapy is defined as the use of oxygen therapeutically in medicine. Okay. There are several ways to do that. The simplest is just to breathe more, mm-hmm. to increase your oxygen levels in a natural way by breathing more. But it doesn't become therapeutic unless you apply 100% oxygen to the body. And that can be done primarily by using a mask and a system that provides oxygen like a a concentrator, a machine that provides 100% oxygen or a tank of oxygen. When I speak of oxygen therapy, I am referring to the ultimate application of oxygen that there is on Earth at this point, and that is the use of hyperbaric oxygen. It's the use of oxygen under pressure in a chamber to force with the pressure the oxygen to dissolve into the patient's blood. At that level, we can dissolve hundreds of times more oxygen into human blood than we can any other way. And at that point, it becomes highly, highly therapeutic and does what I can classify as uh, medical miracles uh, many times. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, vitamin C and what that has to do with cancer and how this can come into play with possibility of oxygen therapy and cancer and vitamin C. Well, vitamin C is a very interesting vitamin. And vitamin C does have an effect on cancer cells. Mm -hmm. The utilization of vitamin C to deal with cancer um, has to be looked at in several ways, you know. 
you asked me uh, one time about uh, vitamin C orally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is a good time maybe to deal with that. Uh, I can take vitamin C. I can take a pill every day, five pills every day. Vitamin C usually orally is processed in the body and we extricate it, we pee it out, so to speak, within uh, four or five hours. And in order to keep a level of vitamin C in the body, you have to be taking it every three or four hours so that you can keep a level that's appropriate to do something therapeutic in your body. So would I say that that is therapeutic for cancer? Uh, I would say it's helpful. It's helpful, but it's questionable how much vitamin C or how much of any vitamin or mineral, uh, for that matter, that we end up dissolving into our blood from something we orally ingest. Because when we put it in the mouth, we are subjecting it to the stomach acids and all the digestive juices, which have a tendency to um, deplete the level that's uh, ingested. In other words, you are diluting the value of the 1,000 milligrams or 500 milligrams or whatever. So I think we need to be clear on that. So yes, you can take vitamin C orally, but you are not going to be getting a lot of it uh, in terms of how much you take, and you will have to be taking enough of it so that you can keep your levels up high enough most of the time. So the other application of vitamin C is how am I going to overcome that? Mm -hmm. I'm going to overcome that by using IV utilization of vitamin C, injecting it directly into the blood. Mm. At that point, it becomes very, very helpful for cancer patients. And I don't know what other questions um, you may have developed for me, but I would like to cover the use of IV vitamin C. So somewhere along the line, if it's not included in your questions, I'll interject it. Okay, that's fine. Well, what kind of, um, oh, I mean, what kind of diet, I suppose, would you use with the vitamin C? Well, I would think for the optimum utilization of C to have it do what it's supposed to do, you really want to do a, a dietary program. And I hate the word diet. I hate it because diet reeks of deprivation. Mm -hmm. And when you tell me I have to go on a diet, I start kicking and screaming and yelling because (laughs) you're telling me I can't do certain things. I have to restrict myself. I can't give in to my weaknesses and I love my weaknesses. So what I like to do is say, I'm going on a a super exciting nutritional uh, experience for Mm -hmm. a little while. And uh, you need to do that when you're Mm -hmm. sick anyway. Uh, You should do it all the time should do it all the time. But when you're trying to get into a healing mode, you really, really must do that. And for the proper absorption and utilization of vitamins and minerals, I think we should be eating mostly live food. That's my humble opinion, mostly live food. I think processed foods are evil demons from hell, (laughs) and we should eliminate them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of vegetables and Mm -hmm. fruits, and you have to look at blood sugar conditions as well Mm -hmm. because some people have a condition called diabetes, and some people have a condition that's building up to what's called diabetes, and they need to be careful. But for the most part, raw foods, raw foods, no sugar at all, no sugar. Uh, watch carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates like some wonderful healthy vegetables shouldn't be a problem. Those are the kinds of things I like to see people eat. Okay, that's put, and that seems to go along line with them. Um, party line. It's yeah, a party line. Absolutely. 
Well, uh, let's go back to what what you do preach, and that is about your oxygen therapy. Is it bad to have oxygen therapy with cancer patients when you're Well, there was an old story that if you used hyperbaric oxygen therapy with cancer, you'd cause the cancer to grow and uh, kill the patient. Well, let me tell you something. I worked off and on in Europe for years, and we were treating lots of cancer patients all the time. I never saw anybody die, and I never saw anybody get a whole lot worse, but I saw a lot of people get better. Hmm. So from my personal experience, I had to say that uh, uh, I think what's happening in our own precious country is a result of some misguidance. Hmm. There is a doctor, uh, Dr. Otto Warburg. I think Warburg won two Nobel Prizes for his work in science. And I know one of them for sure was for the discovery that um, oxygen, oxygen therapy is something that can be very helpful for cancer cells. That he concluded in a very simplistic way, I'll say this, he concluded that cancer cells are mostly fermentive Mm. and they love very, very low levels of oxygen. They don't like oxygen. High levels of oxygen cause them all kinds of problems. So Werberg discovered that <clears throat> long time ago, 50 years ago, and we seem to have ignored it in this country. They didn't in Europe. They didn't ignore it. They took it to heart. Mm-hmm. So when I came back here, I, I had found that my friend, I had a, a friend who was much older than I was, but he became my mentor, family associate, a, f- a physician by the name of uh, Bruce Halstead, Dr. Halstead. Dr. Halstead had uh, one of the first hyperbaric chambers ever manufactured in California in his office, and he treated cancer patients. Well, they hauled him off to jail. Hmm. They put him in a jail because he was doing that. And what we did in the United States was nothing with cancer patients. And so I decided to look into this, and I figured out that um, I figured out that oxygen and hyperbaric therapy especially oxygen given under hyperbaric conditions, was helpful for the cancer patients. So I sought out doctors and I sought out people who were doing it, and now many years later, it's becoming useful. But we, don't, we have to be careful because we do not treat cancer with hyperbaric therapy. We use hyperbaric therapy as an adjunctive therapy for chemotherapy and radiation therapy, and combined... They're very synergistic, and they help the cancer. That was my next question. So with that, chemo and radiation, or perhaps even with vitamin C and oxygen therapy to be used to, for the treatment of cancer, all in conjunction. Yes, but you're, you're being adjunctive to the radiation and chemo. Now, for example, I'll tell you about radiation therapy. The effect of radiation therapy can be enhanced on cancer patients. If prior to the radiation treatment, they have a hyperbaric treatment, you can enhance the ability of the radiation to do its job. Plus, you can help the person reduce the side effects from radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. And that's good news. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent news. Great. Excellent. Well, good. Well, there's a, there's a silver lining to all of this. And um, Wonderful. Well, you have definitely opened up a, a whole other discussion area for us, and, and all in all, um, I think people need to know about what has um, gone on with the oxygen therapy and 
how you, the treatment of cancer. So thank you very much. Interesting information, Dr. Jolly. And right now, we're going to um, take a quick break and more on oxygen therapy. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. If you've ever enjoyed the delicious food inside our kitchen, you may have tried this tasty dish. Now you can make it yourself. Today the recipe is organic teriyaki tofu with greens. The ingredients are one pound wildwood teriyaki tofu sliced, two tablespoons sesame oil, two tablespoons tamari soy sauce, one tablespoon garlic minced, one tablespoon ginger grated, two cups organic chard chopped, two cups organic kale chopped, two cups organic collard greens chopped, one cup organic tomatoes diced, one cup organic onions diced. So the first thing you do is heat your large sauteing pan or wok and add oil, tamari, garlic, and ginger. You add all the remaining ingredients and cook over medium fire, continuously turning approximately five to seven minutes. You can serve this over rice, pasta, or even wrapped in a tortilla. Or if you're cutting out those carbs, you can have it just as is. One of the great things in our produce department right now are the fresh chopped greens that you can buy already cut and trimmed. So you can put this dinner together in 15 minutes. And it's a healthy way to enjoy dinner with your family. And shopping at Mother's Market makes it possible. Organic teriyaki tofu with greens by Mother's Market. If you didn't have pen and paper when this recipe was being read, please go to our website, mothersmarket.com, and at the radio page, you'll see a link for recipes, and this recipe for organic teriyaki tofu with greens will be there, along with many others. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show, and we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click on the link for radio and listen to our past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Dr. Jolly, and we're talking about oxygen therapy and cancer patients. And Dr. Jolly, you mentioned earlier about IV and vitamin C with oxygen therapy, and I wanted to give you a chance to talk about that. Oh, thank you. Well, I started babbling and rambling about uh, doing things orally, and the bottom line of it all is that you want real therapy from vitamin C. Mm -hmm. You know, you can take the, the oral pills for regular vitamin needs, et cetera, and that's wonderful. But when you want to get real therapeutic, you, uh, you need to consider doing IV, intravenous vitamin C, because number one, that's going to guarantee that you're going to get the value from nearly all of it that you take. 
And number two, it's going to make certain that it's delivered in a usable fashion. And uh, although it takes patience, I do vitamin IV, IV drips just for wellness purposes. And I find that the biggest impediment I have is my sense of impatience, <laughs> sitting getting an IV for a couple hours. I don't like that. But uh, it's very good for the system to have high levels of vitamin C. Vitamin C is a viricide. It helps reduce viral activity in the body and other toxins and other infectious microbes. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about that later on when I talk about Dr. Levy. So vitamins by IV are wonderful. Uh, not every physician's office will do it, but we do it at the Center for New Medicine, of course. And there are some doctors in Southern California who will gladly do it, but they particularly some of them don't like it because it takes time. It's a time-oriented uh, therapy, and it takes a nurse to spend some time with the patient, checking on the patient, being there with the patient, and most doctor's offices are not set up for that. Hmm. What about, okay, so you did, I'm going to give you that chance to talk about who Dr. Levy is and what does he have to do with vitamin C? Well, <clears throat> there was a man at one time that I had the great privilege of knowing and working with on some projects with schizophrenic children, and his name was Dr. Linus Pauling. Dr. Pauling is probably the most influential man in terms of vitamin C uh, in the world. And he developed some incredible things to do with C. And he took C all of his life. He lived up into his 90s and uh, had a very healthy life. Uh, he told me one day, he said, we're going to find out that vitamin C, he said, no, he said in your lifetime, meaning in my lifetime, you will, you will find out that vitamin C is one of the most productive vitamin materials against infectious disease and toxins that God created. And I listened to him, and I'm learning more and more. Uh, when he died, there is a physician named Dr. Levy, Thomas Levy. Thomas Levy has done so much work on vitamin C, and he published a lot of his work in a book called Vitamin C, Toxins, and Infections. And this book I recommend for anybody to read. I think they have it at Mother's Market. If not, they certainly can find it and buy it and, and sell it there. Um, it's a book that talks about vitamin C, but it not only talks about it, it not only gives his opinion, it has over 1,000 medical references. And when I look at a book about medicine and I can see that it's just the opinion of the author, um, I certainly respect it if I respect the author. However, if there are medical references to back up the opinion of the doctor, then it's more than just somebody's opinion. It becomes a medically oriented, acceptable document, and that's why I like that book, and I think anybody who's interested in C should have that book. Hmm. It's a mind-opening experience. Fascinating. Okay, well, and, that, and you said that's available at Mother's Market. Yeah, and if they're out of it or something, I think they, they, should, they should reorder it because it's a wonderful book and people are going to learn about the value of C. Hmm. It's beyond anything I could say in, in 100 hours of radio. Wonderful. Okay, great. Um, is it helpful with cancer therapy, vitamin C? Yes, it is. Uh, that's an interesting story. Let's start out with uh, why vitamin C might be helpful. Let's take a look at the molecular structure of glucose, which is sugar that's formed in the body, and vitamin C. They are in many ways very similar, very, very similar. 
the body utilizes glucose. The body needs glucose, certain levels of it. Higher than normal glucose levels are very bad. We know that. That's when insulin comes in and we can get diabetically involved, etc. But the, uh, the fact that cancer cells love sugar, they love glucose, and the fact that there is a significant similarity in the molecular makeup between vitamin C and glucose and sugar. Cancer cells cannot readily identify the difference between glucose and vitamin C. And vitamin C has a certain deadly effect on cancer cells. Cancer cells don't like vitamin C, yet they're attracted to it and absorb it. And after that, after they've absorbed a certain amount of it, it's too late. They can't do anything about it because they've absorbed their enemy and it's already there and it begins to slow down the replication process of the, uh, of the cells. So that is a very, very interesting thing. And that's how vitamin C plays into the treatment of cancer. When you do massive infusions of vitamin C, you're confusing the cancer cells. You're filling them with something that they readily absorb they attract, just like they attract glucose, and yet it is deadly to them. Hmm. So that's one of the facts I think that we should know. What about um, vitamin C and um, tu the tumors, tumors from cancer? Well, you know, uh, when, I, when I was speaking of cancer, I'm, I'm speaking of tumors, okay. although we do need to differentiate because much cancer treatment is centered around tumors. Sometimes you get the idea that the tumor is the cancer. Okay that you're treating the cancer when you're treating the tumor. You're not. You are treating the tumor. Uh, however, the tumor has uh, incredible uh, uh, proximity in terms of nature with, with the uh, cancer itself and the causes of the cancer. So what we need to do is we need to be very, very careful how we identify what we identify and how we approach the subject so that we're treating cancer. But you know what? We're treating cancer when we're preventing it. Mm -hmm. How to prevent it? Watch what goes in the mouth. Yeah, We're sure. creating a lot of these problems, mm -hmm. not only with what goes in our mouth, although we have control of what goes in our mouth. We don't have control of what we breathe. We don't have control of the, uh, of the particulate matters if we live, say, near an airport or, or near an oil refinery factory or whatever. We don't have control over much of that unless we move away but we have control about what goes on inside our mouth and goes down our stomach. And that's how we have to begin the treatment of cancer. And the, the tumors are the result of the cancerous activity in the body. So we gotta treat the tumors, but if we treat the tumors without treating the cancer, my guess is most of the time they'll come back. Uh, let's see. So tie in, tie a bow on this for us, and um, we have a couple minutes left. So I guess let's talk about how we can wrap up oxygen therapy and vitamin C and um, the cancer treatment through oxygen therapy. Well, first of all, everyone should have sufficient vitamins and minerals in their body. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> to operate without the sufficient fuel is taxing your body in a horrific manner. So I would say watch the mineral intake and the vitamin intake. I would accentuate vitamin C. I think vitamin C can be accentuated in a very safe manner. We can take much more. Uh, the daily requirements are so low that I, I, you know, far be it from me to judge anybody. But uh, I think they're ridiculously low. I think we need a whole lot more. So we should be up on our vitamins and up on our minerals. 
we should most certainly be up on our breathing. Mm -hmm. We should keep our oxygen levels high. We should invest $100 in buying a pulse oximeter and take our, our uh, oxygen reading. Just take it a couple times a day. You learn, learn about your body things that you can't learn any other way. I would encourage everybody to buy a, a blood pressure monitor and take their blood pressure every once in a while and monitor, write it down. Take one week where you do it every day five times and see what, what ratio you have on a weekly basis. And then worry about what you put into your body fuel-wise. If you put bad gas and bad oil and bad fluids into your car, you're going to have a bad car. Mm -hmm. Same with our body. We don't want that. So it's about ingesting appropriate amounts of oxygen, keeping our oxygen levels as high as, as, as we need to, um, ingesting enough vitamins and minerals, using vitamin C from time to time as a therapeutic agent for infections and toxins, learning about these things, and that's about it. I mean, what can we do? We need to learn. We need to control what goes in our mouth. Excellent. It's been very interesting. Once again, Dr. Jolly, and we thank you very much for your time. We look forward to having you on again. In the meantime, you can get more information on Dr. Jolly at the Center for New Medicine's website, cfnmedicine.com, and perhaps schedule an appointment.